life, and politics with Republican leanings. Welcome to Famila and Friends, the show that mutes the sound bites and noise pollution to bring you the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear. Hosted by nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Famila and her team of friends tell it like it is, and no topic is off the table. Get ready to cut through the clutter. Now here's your host of Famila and Friends, Famila Ramos, on The Answer San Diego. Good evening and welcome to the Family and Friends Show. I'm Family Ramos coming to you from sunny San Diego with my very cool, very hip friends, Kalina and Serena. Hello, 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 ladies. Where are you at? Go ahead and introduce yeah. yourselves. Hi, guys. Kalina O'Connor here. Hey, it's Serena, your local hype beast. <laughs> and also in the studio with us, working hard and keeping us on track is the one and only producer Todd. Say hello to our hottie toddy. Hottie toddy. Hotter than a jalapeno and a bottle of, a bottle of hot sauce. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like it. Oh, oh, so how crazy has this weather been? You know, last weekend it was over like 100 degrees where I live. I took the kids to the pool for an hour, and, and now I have this really funky tan line because the top I was wearing had chain detail around the neck area. I mean, okay, seriously? You had hardware on your bathing suit around your neck? I mean, you should have just worn a rash guard or something that would have given you like a normal tan line. <laughs> Wait, what's a normal tan line? I mean, something you can hide. I can totally see the weird tan around her neck right now. Okay, I'm right here. And way to be subtle, Kalina. You know, it's not like I have lipstick on my teeth or or labels hanging out of my clothes. Oh, I mean, don't you just hate when no one tells you you're walking around like that? I never had that problem because I'm a hype beast. (laughs) You know, as women, we should all have each other's back. I'm the kind of girl that will straighten someone else's crown. You know, same here. I'm that way, too. I mean... As a friend, family, don't wear a funky bathing suit to the pool midday when the sun is out on full blast. I'm just saying. Well, why don't I just go full hazmat suit next time? You know, in case Corona is lurking around in the pools, I can skip funky tan lines and the virus, right? Oh, don't act like it's the end of the world. It's It's the the end end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. We just get so carried away during our hour here. We do, don't we? We just genuinely have a really good time. Yeah, we do. But I want to go back to how hot it was this past week. It's been hotter than Hades with just a little break. (laughs) I know, right? Um, I heard Satan called and he wants his weather back. (laughs) (laughs) I took it back on Monday. It was freezing. This is San Diego. We're so spoiled here. We'll freak out anytime it gets over 80 and anytime below 70. But you're right. It's been hotter than hell most days. You know, speaking of hell, let's kick it up a notch. What is evil? Uh, George Soros, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary. Oops, sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean Hillary Clinton. Liberals! <laughs> you know, we've talked about Soros, the New World Order, and different types of evil, but we haven't dedicated a whole show to evil yet, to the problem of evil, that is. I mean, pull out your rosary, family, before you dedicate anything to evil. This is a Christian radio station. No worries. I have it right here. You know, the church teaches us that there is a devil. Unfortunately, many people don't believe he exists. Most of us know the devil's a trickster who wants to convince people that he doesn't exist. Because if he doesn't exist, then we all go to heaven and we don't have to worry about the consequences of our actions. I mean, is it that bad to believe that the devil doesn't exist? The devil is Lucifer. In the Bible, the devil is mentioned many, Mm -hmm. many times. Yes, Look at it this way. The devil was the first rock star, the first rebel. He stood up to authority and gave man meaning. God wanted to keep man and woman in ignorance. It was the devil that freed people by giving them wisdom. Okay, so that's a really cool Charles Manson type explanation. You guys know how I feel about Charles Manson. I just don't know how I feel about that. It's blasphemy. I mean, the Bible teaches us that the devil did rebel. He, along with a third of the angels, said they would no longer worship God, which was the original sin. The archangel 
Archangel Michael, then threw him into hell. So how did the devil give us wisdom? He didn't. Remember the devil tricked Eve into eating the apple that wasn't wisdom and said she ate the apple of disease and death. Mm -hmm. Before eating the apple, Adam and Eve lived happily and um, uh, and they lived for a while in the Garden of Eden. Bears would play with little creatures and the animals would get along with them, you know, kind of like with the, you know, when the Jehovah show up at your door and ask, wouldn't it be nice if you could live in harmony with God's creatures? <laughs> oh my, and you actually let them in? Of course. I listen to what they have to say. They listen to what I have to say. We have a conversation. <laughs> and then they never come back because they know I'm not being converted. <laughs> anyway, after eating the apple, a curse was placed and the humans could no longer go into heaven. Which is exactly why Jesus died for us on the cross. Yes. Jesus, as the Son of God, as God himself, as part of the mystery of the Trinity, died so that we could be forgiven for our, the sin of Adam and Eve. In the Orthodox icons, you can see the skull of Adam painted at the bottom of the cross. That's something I never understood. Is Jesus God or is he the son of God? He's both. That's why they call it the mystery of the Trinity. Many other religions talk about God as father, that God is often considered the father of gods and of men. For this reason, the apostles confess Jesus to be the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God as the image of invisible God, as the radiance of the glory of God and the very stamp of his nature. Well, don't get all catechismal. Let's just explain it the way that St. Patrick explained it. Don't forget I'm Irish. I'm going to try to do an Irish accent here, guys. <laughs> God is good, God indivisible, and yet also three persons, the same way that the shamrock has three leaves coming from one leaf. Pretty right, good. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> okay, wait. I thought we were talking about the devil. Well, the reason why the followers of Christ are unique is that this is the only religion in which God died for man. That sounds like heresy. Well, this is why it's beautiful and unique. There's no other religion that comes up with such a story, a contradiction where the creator dies for the creation. Well, yeah. I mean, the God of the Old Testament was all about revenge. And mm, what do they say? An eye for an eye. Mm -hmm. This new God that you speak of, he actually made the world but suffered as a human. Is that what you're saying? That's the essence of real Christianity, that God became man so that man can become like God. Well, no wonder the devil is jealous and wants to destroy man and send him to hell because God loves his creatures so much. So, family, do you think that people really sell their souls to the devil? Isn't this how rock and roll was born? <laughs> Paganini, right? The first magician to use the flat fifth, a demonic musical interval, is well known to have sold his soul to the devil to become the best violinist of all time. He killed a prostitute and used her intestines for violin strings. The man was so evil that he purposely told the priest to go away when he was on his deathbed violently re refusing last rites and screaming hysterically at the sight of the priest. Robert Johnson, father of the Delta Blues, which was inspiration for modern rock and roll, also was rumored to have sold his soul. You know, selling of your soul doesn't have to be one concrete action, although I do believe that sometimes people actually do have one concrete action. I mean, the selling of your soul can be systematic. You don't realize it, you know, until you've sold out. Yeah. No, please. The liberals know they're selling out. <laughs> they sell themselves, the people, the country. Ugh. Well, I mean, some comp some people compromise their beliefs in order to get ahead. They continually give up their principles until they don't even recognize who they've become. Yeah, I mean, it's called growing up and getting over silly superstitions that prevent you from having a good time in life. You know, it's very situation-specific. I mean, we step away from superstitious beliefs as we get older, but, you know, there are core beliefs that we should never deviate from. I mean, take a look at the Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, I mean... 
some of them sleep their way up. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like some politicians. <clears throat> Kamala? Yeah, I know, right? I'm sure it's not only her, but getting back to these celebs, they start doing gateway drugs like marijuana that lead to other drugs and addictions. And it's, you know, chemical dependency. That's the first step of the double getting to you. That's very true. And it's a self-defeating circle that compromises morals and beliefs all in the name of fame and fortune. You know, pretty soon they'll get caught up in really sick and evil activities like child mol- molestation. Um. You know, it's so disgusting and pretty obvious. All these Hollywood people have been on Epstein's plane. Just look at Chrissy Teigen. Who the heck makes the pedo comments she did on Twitter then deletes them when people start digging deeper? Mm -hmm. You know, definitely. That's one pedo I can't stand. You know, one of her deleted tweets said, I just saw a baby that looked like a porn star, like a trashy do-anything porn star. Is that wrong to think? Yes, Chrissy. Check yourself. As they say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) Yep. It's too late for that. It's like pure evil. And once people start, they can't stop these activities. They feel like the devil owns their souls. But the devil doesn't. You know, people forget that God forgives. Jesus would have forgiven Judas if he repented. The sin of Judas, like the sin of the devil, the biggest sin is the sin of pride. Judas was too proud. You know, the people of Hollywood aren't the only sellouts. Politicians owned by dark forces, they do the work of the devil, they pass and advocate for evil legislation like SB 145. You know, I don't care what anyone says. What child is willing to engage in sex, oral, vaginal, or anal? I'm so disgusted by these demons posing as legislators. You know, moral depravity, 100% right there. Also, take a look at certain organizations that pray themselves as religious, but have deviated from the meaning of Jesus and the true gospel and practice things such as baptizing of dead Jews. Wait, hold on. What did you just say? You know, there's a lawsuit banning Mormons from baptizing dead Jews. Uh, that makes no sense. You know, my understanding is that Mormons believe that the more people they baptize, the more likely they'll have their own planet in the afterlife, kind of like how, you know, the Democrats have dead people vote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so anyway, they start baptizing Jews that died in the Holocaust. I mean, it's highly offensive, and there was a law passed against this practice. So are we calling Mormons Satanists? You know, the shoe fits. But what about Scientology and these different cults? These are all people who have sold their souls in one way or another. So what are they doing, and why are they doing this? They're waging a war on the Church of Christ. Back in the old days, they would kill if you were Christian. Although some Christians around the world are being killed and persecuted as we speak. You know, today they also slowly make you doubt your faith. Specifically, those people that are that sold their souls to the devil are all about promoting the doctrines of liberalism and the doctrines of relativism. You know, and that that everything is the same. These people are evil and brainwashing us every day. These are the same people that allow casinos to be open but insist on churches remaining closed. I don't know, guys. This sounds like some level of conspiracy. You know, that's how we have our guests. Our first guest is none other than show regular Tim Dixon. He's a pastor, biotechnology entrepreneur, inventor, and published researcher. His career is focused on unlocking value from potentials. He is currently leading the fight against COVID-19 with the only nutraceutical and clinical trials that already has demonstrated clinical immune modulation in previously reported studies. Behind door number two is Diedrich Perry, an investor and entrepreneur with over nine years experience as principal and treasury manager. He specializes in strategic structuring of assets and managing liquidity across multinational companies and currencies. Cedric is an, um, has an MBA from Northwestern and a Master's of Divinity from the University of Chicago. What do you do with a Master's in Divinity? I mean, be divine, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the study of theology. Many, many become pastors. I mean, you're still in school, Serena. What do you want to be when you grow up, young Padawan? <laughs> I mean, I'm just in school for mathematics, but I want to have eight figures or more in my bank account, and if that's... That's there, I'm good. Okay, so I could also like that. 
but I'm not good at math, guys. You all know this. Pamela, you really know this. <laughs> so tell us more about what you want to be when you grow up. So you know what? I mean, it's we've talked about it on the air yes. before. Mm-hmm. We talk about what you and I are doing with the yeah. Suicide Prevention Company, which actually, world, as we are recording this, it is National or World Suicide Prevention Day. Mm-hmm. So I know this airs a couple days later, but this is our day, and this is what we are working and fighting for, what family and I are doing, you know, every day, every night. We want to make a difference in the world and Absolutely. let people know that it's not a choice and that there are there are ways that we can fix this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to do good in the world. That's why I'm here. There you go. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> School board. School Amen, board. baby. <laughs> Stay tuned for our guests. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Family and Friends on The Answer San Diego. How do you listen to The Answer San Diego? I downloaded the free Answer San Diego app for iPhone and Android. I listen by clicking listen live at theanswersandiego.com. I go to tunein.com or I open the TuneIn app and search The Answer San Diego. I love using my smart speaker. All I have to say is play The Answer San Diego. And there are easy setup instructions at theanswersandiego.com. So there certainly are a lot of ways to listen to The Answer San Diego. But don't forget, you can always find us on FM 96.1 in North County at AM 1170 in San Diego. Cameron John here. The fall semester is here, but there's a few of these half-off tuitions still left. So it's your last chance to get your student a private Christian education. Give them the very best education possible for half price with the K-Praise Half-Off Tuition Program. K-Praise family member Debbie was paying for her grandson's private Christian education. When they go to a private school, they're being taught about Jesus. They're coming home with Bible verses and good songs and happy things instead of coming home with some of the different things that they are going to learn in public school that you don't have any kind of control over. But paying for his Christian school was a challenge. And the Lord just kind of took over and they gave him this half-price tuition. Really, it's just a godsend. For advice to the K-Praise family? Look into their half-price tuition. I'm just very happy with the whole program. Can you believe the fall semester is already here? Classes are filling up fast and registration will close soon. So go to kprz.com and see the list of half-off tuitions available right now. Then call us 844-800-5757 and secure your child's place now. That's 844-800-5757. No topic is off the table and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, Nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Pamela Ramos. Welcome back to Family and Friends. Joining us on the line is our friend and favorite radio show guest, Tim Dixon. Yay! (laughs) As mentioned before, Tim is the CEO of Therapeutic Solutions International and a pastor and past elder at the Lighthouse Christian Church in Oceanside. Here to share with us his perspective on the existence of the devil and evil is Tim, welcome him back, guys. Welcome, welcome, Tim. Welcome back, hey. Tim. Who else here today? You have Famla, Miss Famla Ramos. Yes. You have Kalina, and you have Serena, the hype beast. Tim. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Your three favorite women besides Linda. Famla's fabulous crew. <laughs> oh, I like that. So we heard you're in Mexico. Is that true? No, I'm in Puerto Rico. Oh, must nice. be nice. Nice. Lucky. Well, uh, maybe I'll be in Mexico tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, tell us how you're doing. You know, a long time ago, when I, I was really young, I worked on a shark fishing boat down in Mexico, and at night we could only get one radio station. It was Mazatlan 99, and this little beer ad would come on every night, and it would say, 
Okay, last Saturday, so you got last Saturday is good, and they got basically what it said is like, can you order this beer? We'll have it at your house. We were like 80 miles from the coast. There was no beer. Anyway. Oh, wow. So, you so know, some, today, some, what's on your show? We're going to talk about the devil? Yes. yes. Okay, so some people don't believe in God. Some people don't believe in the devil. Do you believe that the devil exists? Does this? Does it make sense to believe in one and not the other? Yeah, I mean, um, well, if, if you believe in the God of the Bible, then you believe there's a devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, I concur. It isn't that you believe in one over the other, but you believe in God, and God tells you there's this created being that we call the devil. He had a different name, Lucifer, originally, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, his name, Satan, actually, you know, means adversary. He's got oh. that. So we're always yeah. talking about how the power elite, George Soros, and all the puppets of the devil are running around today trying to convince the world that the devil doesn't exist. Is this just one of his tricks? Like, do you think that this is a game the devil plays to lure people into eternal damnation? Man, you guys are really thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Tim. Tell us. Break it down, Tim. Break it down. You know, Jesus said in John's Gospel of Satan that he was a murderer from the beginning. And what he means about that is that he murdered the relationship that God had with mm-hmm. man. And, you know, the breaking of that relationship really the first murder, Cain killed Abel, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There was no truth in him. And that when he lies, he speaks his native language because he is a liar and he's the father of all lies, right? So mm-hmm. uh-huh. the greatest lie ever told then is that there is no devil. Yeah? It's the greatest lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. It is. He, he doesn't want people to know he exists. Obviously. Oh, but, so- uh, but, but you know, he, he, he is crafty, he's subtle, he's very intelligent. You know, he's more intelligent than all of us combined. That's you terrifying. Know, but listen, don't give the devil more energy than he deserves. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a very good point. You know, some people say that the devil is the friend of people, that the devil wanted people to be like God. Why was it a bad thing when the devil gave Eve the apple from the tree of knowledge? Oh, well, you know, well, first, you know, the devil's no one's friend. Right? He wants to- <laughs> <laughs> He's no friend of mine. <laughs> Nor mine. And, and what he basically asked Eve to do was to challenge the authority of God's word. Mm-hmm. He, he asked the question of Eve, did God really say? Right? That's what the serpent asked. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because what knowledge at this point did Eve have of this substance? None. Walk away in the garden with God, the creator of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And one of his creatures slithers up and talks and says, hey, you know, if you eat of this fruit, you'll gain all knowledge and wisdom. You know, terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, but, and, and Satan retorts with, yeah, but did God really say? Well, say what? What he said was, you could eat of any tree in this garden, but if you eat from this one, you will die. And mm-hmm. you know what? He died. Mm-hmm. He was a murderer from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, so, so mm-hmm. you know, it isn't, you know, we always blame Adam for, for the fall of man, but really it was Eve who was tempted first, if you think about it. Oh, Eve. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, do you believe in demonic possession? And if so, how do you, how do you um, distinguish demonic possession from schizophrenia or other similar mental diseases? Ooh, good one, wow. Pamela. Well, that's a 
Yeah, that's a pretty heavy topic, right? Hey, that's a heavy I've one. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, listen, I've seen demonic possession. I've seen <gasps> a person possessed by uh, by a demon. Oh. And the Bible is full of of lots of uh, you know um, uh, accounts of, of demonism. But I think there's a lot of steps to actual possession. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things like oppression. Anybody can be oppressed, even a Christian, if he's dabbling in things that he's doing. There's things like subjection, right, where you're being subjected to forces, and behind that is all demonic energy, right? And with all of that, there's a greater price at each level that the victim is ultimately going to stay in hand. So the main characteristic of demon possession is the automatic projection of a new personality in the victim, mm-hmm. right? It's during this time, the victim's own personality is completely lost, and the inhabiting demon takes over, completely using the victim's body as a vehicle for his own thoughts, his own words, and his own acts, right? Sometimes these demons will speak, and they'll even declare they're a demon, and sometimes even give their name. Mm. So this new personality, right, it can reveal itself in, in a different voice, with different languages, even with a different educational or cultural background from, you know, the victim. Mm-hmm. But human possession can be differentiated from insanity, you know, where a person may claim to be some famous person or personality, right? Mm-hmm. The demoniac will speak and act in all respects like a completely different person. And the insane person, on the other hand, usually demonstrates the transparency to their unreality. Mm. So the demon possession with its new personality often refers to the victim in the third person. Mm-hmm. And this element of speaking is lacking in cases of insanity. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, uh, so... That was a mouthful. <laughs> that was a mouthful. So, Tim, in the Bible, it says that the type of demon that can can only be destroyed through prayer and fasting. Do you find it interesting how the Catholics stopped fasting after Vatican II? Well, I wasn't aware of that, per se, right? But um, there are some demons that Jesus said require fasting and prayer, right? He called his own disciples that, right? Paul speaks to that. So I, I wasn't necessarily aware of the Vatican not doing that. Yet, but I will tell you this. They have a renewed approach to demon protection and exorcism. In the old days, they sent out a priest who did the, perform the exorcism. Yes. And today, they send out a complete medical team with nurses, medical doctors, a psych team, and they rule out everything, rule in demon protection or vice versa. So, so they have taken a different approach to it. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, so, you know, it, that has to be respected at some level. As for their, you know, going from one kind of liturgy to another, you know, I can't really say. Yeah. Uh, do you believe that the devil has infiltrated some churches? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He answered yeah, that I mean, real quick. <laughs> you know, think about it. We have, we have pastors who are touched by the entire flock and and they're found to have molested children mm-hmm. or do some weird stuff, you know. It happens because, remember, we have a sin nature, 
it, it's right there. It, it always wants to, to have its way with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people, look, the difference between sin and temptation is acting. So lots of pastors are tempted with things, right? Mm-hmm. It's whether they act upon it. Lots of people are tempted by things. It's whether they act upon it. Jesus was taken out into the desert for 40 days, 40 nights, he didn't eat or drink, and he was tempted with every kind of sin that we could be tempted with, and he didn't act on it, right? So so that, so for, something happens in that person's life, so so how does that happen? Well, it's, you know, it's easy to say the devil made him do it, but what I'm getting at here is that all that kind of behavior and all, kind, all that kind of stuff is demonically energized. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so, that makes sense. So yes, of course, the demons have invaded the church. Mm-hmm. Of course, they sit in the pews next to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to go on the opposite end of the spectrum. Do you believe that we have a guardian angel? Ooh, I like it. Um, no, not not like personal, like my <laughs> my. Well, let's, let's you know. And this is kind of a touchy sensitive thing, right? Because a lot of people have been brought up to believe that, that there are guardian angels. All angels guard over all humankind. Believe it or not, even the bad people, right? Mm-hmm. Angels have a have a job to watch out over human beings, right? They also have a job to be God's messengers and do all kinds of things, right? But but all angels got guard over humanity. And, and they were all created at one time, so there are no new angels being created. They, they were originally created at one time, and, and they are what they are, and we don't become angels when we die. Now, mm-hmm. you know, in respect to the, to the bad ones, remember, they too were originally created sinless. Mm-hmm. They joined forces with Satan, they rebelled against God, and their free will choice to follow Satan was deliberate, and it was in full knowledge of the goodness and the holiness of their of their Creator God, right? Mm-hmm. So, depraved now, with no hope for repentance, according to the Bible, and no hope for change, their destiny is, is confirmed in Scripture. They're all going to the lake of fire. Okay, so we, got a, we have a couple seconds left. What I want to say is there are only good angels left. There we go. The rest of fall. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, we have a couple seconds left. Um, okay. Hell is supposed to be 100% bad. Do you think that those suffering in hell get a break from damnation? Well, listen, a heroin addict tonight is going to be on his knees over here in the county jail, right? Swearing to God, if he lets him out, he'll never shoot self again. Yeah. Right? People usually do what's most convenient, and then they repent. So wouldn't you say the addict is really already in a form of hell now? Mm-hmm. Very right? good point. Very good well, point. You know, eternal hell is, is is a permanent place, right? And the true definition of hell is really the absence or the the absence of or presence of God, right? Mm-hmm. God isn't in hell. So and, and there are no get out of hell cards. Mm. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so Tim. much, Tim, for joining us. Thank you, Tim. You're the best. Yeah, Thank we you, look Tim. forward we to having you. you on again. Fabulous Pam Pam and her crew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Once again, welcome back to Famila and Friends. Our next guest is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Chipsa Hospital and the North Beach Clinic and principal co-founder of First Medic Hospital Corp and Servicios Medicos Clinical Corp in Mexico. Diedrich Perry has also studied theology and will be enlightening us with his knowledge of good versus evil. Ladies, please welcome him to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, guys. No, great to have you on. Where are you calling from, and how are you doing? I'm I'm doing excellent. I'm actually calling from the Chipsa Hospital boardroom right now. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Fly to Tijuana, Mexico. Awesome. Okay, so congratulations on all of your achievements. We heard last week from mm-hmm. your colleague Ed Clay on the great successes you guys have had in business and in helping people. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you met the folks at Chipsa? Oh, certainly. Um, well, I met Ed about 10 years ago. Um, I had just moved back to Nashville. I went to college in Nashville. Um, and I literally, the day after I arrived, uh, talk about serendipity, there was a natural disaster that flooded the city. And, you know, everything that I kind of had planned with this move and this relocation had gotten destroyed. Uh, but I decided to ride it out in Nashville. I, I really felt a strong internal drive that that something about being back in the city was was going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, really not too long after that, maybe three or four months after that, I met Ed's brother, Tim, and he introduced mm-hmm. me to Ed. And we started our business relationship. And at that time, we had no idea that it would it would take us to Mexico. No clue whatsoever. Uh, but we, we were very open to that uh, prior prior to moving to Nashville. I worked in the advertising industry in Chicago. I worked in ad sales. And uh, before that, I was a Christian missionary. Wow. Awesome. Wow. You are an incredibly unique individual to have a background both in business and theology. Tell us about how you came to be involved in both. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, I came to be involved in both theology and uh, business, um, largely with the influence of my parents. Um, My father is a pastor and missionary. So I grew up in a religious home uh, that was very, very loving, but also very open-minded. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked the idea that, you know, even though my father was a pastor, he never really required us to attend religious services. And he viewed his life, the life that he lives in front of us, and I'm saying my siblings and I, uh, as, as probably the best form of ministry that he can do. And, you know, That's because awesome. of that, I actually really enjoyed and developed a strong you know, relationship with the church and serving people and, and helping people throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some who see the Bible as a piece of communist propaganda and others like evangelicals who say that the Bible is a guidebook to doing good capitalism. What do you think the views of the Bible are on business? Is there a contradiction between business and religion? Does the Bible support business or support the opposite of business, which is socialism and communism? Ooh. I know, right? No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure, Diedrich. No, no, no pressure. None, 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 none whatsoever. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out the context disclaimer that the Bible was written um, by people who lived in a world that no longer exists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when we're comparing them to today's systems, 
uh, that also has to be taken into consideration. Uh, I don't think that the Bible is uh, neither communist or capitalist. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the middle, leaning perhaps more towards capitalism in the New Testament, because uh, that's closer to the time and era that we are in now. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was definitely speaking to monarchy, uh, religious oligopoly, and, you know, the presence of a military nation-state that was Republic, mm-hmm. uh, the Roman army that, that was present in his day and time. So I think some of his commentary is relevant, uh, but I don't think that the Bible inherently co-signs one economic system or the other. I, you know, it makes criticisms of all of them, and, and in some ways it supports all of them at the same time. So I think it should be read in that context, not looking for affirmation of someone's pre-existing beliefs I like of that. how the world should work. So tell us what you think about these words from Jesus. Men cannot serve two gods. He cannot serve both God and mammon, God money. Ah, yes. Um, you know, in my opinion, true words couldn't be stated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, very difficult um, when you take Jesus's idea of servitude to God and you compare that against an ancient or modern uh, servitude to capital. And mm-hmm. the two just frequently don't align. Um, servitude to God often costs us. Um, maybe the, the price isn't always material. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's our energy. Sometimes it's just making that extra phone call to see someone that you know may be going through a difficult time. Those, those types of investments sometimes don't align with what you know, a modern society would teach us is required to be very successful. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. On one of my favorite shows, the TV show Lucifer, it's actually pretty interesting. The main character, Lucifer, continually portrays himself as a victim, not as the evil one, but as someone who only gives people choices. If people commit sin, that is the people committing sin on their own, not the devil making them commit sin. Do you believe the devil influences us to commit sin? First of all, I love the idea that these religious ideas are being fleshed out on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I think that that actually encourages people to think. Uh, and I like this question because I don't believe that the devil or some external force influences us to commit sin. Uh, I believe that sin is rooted in a dark side to our consciousness that all people are capable of. Um, I don't think that there's a devil tiptoeing around with with, po- with pointy ears and, and a <laughs> or, or, or or even very well dressed. I'm sure, like I'm sure the gentleman on the show is very well dressed, very good looking. I don't I don't think that that's it either. Wait, wait, wait. So, was, so you don't believe in the devil? Is that what you're saying? I don't believe in the devil as an external manifestation. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there is some being or something that is is causing evil. Uh, I believe that, you know, selfishness, some of the, the, the root causes of e- what we would identify as evil, hatred, bias, uh, these things are very, very deep and problematic within individuals. And just like the, the spread of the positive side of our consciousness, the God side of us, when we are conjoined with others, you know, when you have an evil mindset and you align with other people to do evil, that begins to magnify. That's true. Likewise. If your heart is full of love and joy, you know, even even transcending a religious understanding, when we align with other people 
who you can obviously tell that that's where they're at, that begins to magnify. So I, I like the Lucifer conversation because <laughs> I, I find it fascinating, but I do not believe that there's a double influencing people to evil behavior. Interesting. So with that said, do you believe in heaven and hell? I do. Um, I don't necessarily believe that we understand them (laughs) Uh, or we even understand the process of heaven and hell. Uh, I don't even know if that could, I don't know if we can understand those things. Um, Jesus speaks about heaven and hell in largely mystical, and that's that's putting it lightly, right? Mm -hmm. There's, There's no way I believe that those of us multiple generations, almost 2,000 years afterwards, can really quite understand what Jesus was getting at other than the very simple edicts to love, and love being the access to, you know, eternal communion with God. Mm. And, you know, what does that mean in terms of, of, you know, our religious understanding and what we do in our religious right? You know, I don't know. Uh, All of it could potentially be for naught. we, we really don't know as we don't get a chance to really go to the other side and come back. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, what do you think of near-death experiences? You know, there's numerous publications Ooh. and reports regarding these. Do you think they're real? Well, yeah, definitely people <laughs> come to the edge of death all the time. I don't know how little <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, people, people, people get there. Yes. Um, what that experience is, to their consciousness is what's fascinating. Yes. I, I don't, I, and, and this is where, this is where the heaven and hell conversation or just the afterlife in general becomes very, very juicy for me because, you know, I've heard these stories. Uh-huh. Okay. I, this is not just me watching some TV special. These are things that from people that I know and, you know, I can't with any real credibility say that they're lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are these people from the hospital, from your Chipsa hospital? Some of them, and some of them just that have been in various near-death experiences. I have friends that, you know, have been in the military, Mm. people who've been, you know, seriously disabled through car accidents or other Mm -hmm. types of, you know, maybe diseases that have taken down. And, you know, if they, you know, by the grace of God, get back on the men and they can remember any of it, uh, if the story sounds like whatever it is. Uh, I always find that to be very, very fascinating. One way to look at it is they think they came very, very close to reaching the afterlife and their consciousness experienced some of it, and they were able to retain it and share it with us. Um, another way of looking at it perhaps is they were so deep into their illness or their coma or their unconsciousness that their fantasy of what they believe the afterlife was begin to permeate because they had no external stimuli. Uh, really, we don't know. Um, I would like to believe that, and this is just me personally, I would like to believe that people have experienced a very, very intimate connection with the other side of life. I don't even like to say it's death. It's just another side of life mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. I believe all people encounter. Okay, Awesome. You know, the inventor of the laser, Russell Taggart, actually published papers, peer reviews, showing evidence of remote viewing, which is basically people being able to come out of their bodies and see things in different countries. 
there were actually CIA-funded teams of psychic spies that would see Soviet military installations being built, and then this would be confirmed by altitude spy planes like the U-2. Now, do you believe remote viewing is possible, or do you believe these are demonic tricks? Um, I believe just about anything is possible. I do not believe that these are demonic tricks. Um, from a spiritual perspective, um, we understand very little about the capacity of our mind and consciousness. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are people who are able to tap into different parts of that, which, mm -hmm. as I'm speaking, means tap into different parts of their spirituality, because in my worldview, spirituality and consciousness are linked inex inextricably. Mm -hmm. We cannot separate our consciousness from our spirituality. So someone who claims to or has been observed to have these out-of-body experiences, I, yeah, I can't say that that's, that's manufactured, nor can I necessarily say that that's not something that God has given to them as a gift. Mm -hmm. Beautiful answer. Sense. You know, um, we have a couple moments left. Um, any last thoughts or final words? Uh, I'm, I'm just really excited. I like, I like the idea that um, questions about business and business ethics along with spirituality, are asked in the public forum. I, you know, I think in, in the times that our country lives in now, where there's so much uh, sensationalism, to say the, the least, mm -hmm. uh, it's, good to, it's good that people have a, a platform to hear voices speaking you know, about ideas mm -hmm. that involve our spirituality and how we can love and work together, uh, not just polarize our opinions. Yes. Absolutely, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank and you. Good luck in Mexico. Do all the good work. Do all the yeah. great work. Love you guys. Take Love care. you too. Thank, Thank you. you. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. How do you listen to The Answer San Diego? I downloaded the free Answer San Diego app for iPhone and Android. I like using the iHeartRadio app or going to iHeartRadio.com. I love using my smart speaker. All I have to say is play The Answer San Diego. And there are easy setup instructions at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. I listen by clicking Listen Live at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So there certainly are a lot of ways to listen to The Answer San Diego. But don't forget, you can always find us on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Yeah, you know, that was James Buckley with his version of Hallelujah. You're listening to Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. The original version of that song was written by Leonard Cohen. And you know, when you hear the title, you think it's religious, but mm -hmm. it's more secular. You know, it's a story of broken love, true love remembered and mourned, guilt, penance, and of finding peace in the circumstances of brokenness. Wow, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been known to write depressing music, but beautiful just the same. I love that song. Mm -hmm. And it was once dedicated to me. Okay, good or bad. Good, of course. <laughs> you know, Cohen once explained that many kinds of hallelujahs do exist, and all the perfect and broken hallelujahs have equal value. But getting back to our theme, the devil tempts everyone, the Lord's Prayer says, and lead us not into temptation. Even Jesus was tempted by the devil. Remember when he tried tempting Jesus during his 40-day fast? The devil offered him the world if Jesus were to worship him. But Jesus basically kicked him to the curb and said, you can only worship God. Mm -hmm. And it's not good to tempt God. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the devil is always around to tempt us and lead us towards a path of perdition. Perdition? Yeah, eternal punishment. Oh, you mean hell. No, if we believe in God and in the devil, surely we must believe in heaven and hell. Uh, why would God send people to hell if God is a good God? God does not send people to hell. People send people to hell. They send themselves to hell. Amen. And there are many descriptions of hell in the Bible. Do you remember the story of the rich man who went to hell? Uh, sounds like the Bible is communist. It's all against the rich people. <laughs> remember the story of the Rosenbergs? Mm-hmm. You know, the traitors who sold the secret of the atomic bomb to the Russia? They were accused of treason and actually said in court, ask any Christian what heaven is like, and they will describe for you a communist society. Mm-mm. Communism is cancer. It's evil. The only ones that get ahead in that society are the party bosses. But anyway, um, back to my story. There was a rich man who wore the most super expensive clothes. Oh, you mean like Bape and Supreme? Yes, yeah, sure. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but at the gate of this rich man's mansion was a beggar named Lazarus who was sick and always covered with sores. Lazarus begged to eat whatever fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked in so- his oh, sores. Oh, so sad. Mm-hmm. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades or hell, the rich man looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. But um, Abraham replied, son, remember in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm that has been set in place. And so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. It's scary. And there's a place called hell, and in hell there's eternal suffering, guys. So between the lines, Lazarus went to heaven because he was poor, and the rich man went to hell because he was rich? Nope. I remember once hearing the story where Jesus said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for the rich man to go to heaven. You know, don't forget the rest of that verse. Oh, I know this one. Hold on. The rest of it is, but what is impossible in the eyes of man is possible in the eyes of God. So you re- really believe there's a place called hell. Yes, I do. Yeah, same. You know, pretty gnarly. Why don't we hear more about this truth nowadays? You know, like I mentioned before, the notion of the devil and hell, black and white, good and evil, has been erased by the power elite. If there is no evil, there is no hell. And if there is no hell, people can do whatever abominations they want without consequence. Just because people don't believe in hell does not mean it doesn't exist. Right. And with that, we're ready to wind down. So go ahead and grab yourselves a glass of more milk or a hottie toddy. Our Dear Diary segment begins now. Dear Diary, as a follower of Christ, Is it difficult to reflect on and live the religion? It's one thing to talk about God and pretend that the world is a good place to live inside a bubble. It's another thing to open up one's eyes and to actually see the evil we are called on to fight. We're not in this world to enjoy and live off the land. We're not in this world to go to church on Sundays while every other day of the week we ignore poor Lazarus as he begs for crumbs from the master's table. We are called in this world to be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned. We are called to defeat our demons and to convert the unbelievers. You know, besides what we've talked about so far in the show, are there other proofs of that hell exists? One that comes to my mind is the story of the three children from Fatima. Catholics believe that the Virgin Mary appeared to these children in 1917. She explained to them that hell exists by showing them a really graphic vision. The children described what they saw as 
a terrifying sea of fire. The description continues, in the fire were demons and souls in human form, like transparent burning embers, all blackened or burnished bronze, floating about in the conflagration, raised into the air by the flames that issued from within themselves together with great clouds of smoke, now falling back on every side like sparks in huge fires, without weight or equilibrium amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair afterwards the virgin mary told the children you have seen how where the souls of poor sinners go to save them god wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart if if what i say to you is done many souls will be saved and there will be peace you know hell exists and it's an evil place to save ourselves we need to constantly seek and do the will of god and be vigilant against attacks the attacks of the devil. The presence of the devil is seen very strongly today in many protests, including Portland protesters burn Bibles. These protesters are working for evil spirits. Some of them are paid protesters working for organizations like the Soros Foundation, whose only goal is to destabilize America by taking away its belief system. You know, the presence of the devil can also be seen in sexual molestation scandals of the church. There's no sin more disgusting than the abuse of children. This has been occurring in numerous churches and scholars agree that it's demonically influenced. In 1999, Pope John Paul II brought back a uh, focus on the formal rites of exorcism, the official ritual that priests use to rid a person from demonic affliction or possession. He later recommended that every diocese in the Catholic world appoint and train an exorcist. It's known that the Catholic Church in the United States took up the call and in 2012 founded the Pope Leo XII Institute in Illinois to support the spiritual formation of priests to bring the light of Christ to dispel evil and serves as a school for exorcism and deliverance of the laity from demons. The Institute offers workshops for clergy such as angels and demons, natures and attributes. Under this belief system in the battle for souls, demons can establish relationships with people who, um, who open the doors to them through sin and disobedience to God. Such demons include figures mentioned in the Bible, such as Baal, the ancient Phoenician sun god, and his consort Asareth, now viewed as a force of sexual immorality and perversion. Jezebel, the 9th century BC Phoenician princess, lives in the modern, modern era as a demonic personality who encourages illicit sexual acts, violence, and rape. Abortion is another influence of the devil and can be a form of satanic sacrifice. Missouri saw a rise in abortion after a religious and political activist organization called the Satanic Temple argued that the state's abortion laws violate their members' rights to free religious practices. You know, this played out the same time that Planned Parenthood prepared to resume abortion services again in its midtown Kansas City clinic. They stopped offering abortions at this clinic about five years ago. Now, however, Planned Murderhood gained a strong and surprising ally in its ongoing fight to rid um, the states of its abortion laws, the Satanists. You know, but going back to Miss Missouri, this state has some of the most clearly defined regulations on abortion in the United States, managing to lower the number of abortion facilities to a single clinic. Sadly, though, the number of abortion providers in the state is now expected to jump from just one in St. Louis to five, according to the Columbia Daily Tribune. And the reporter also stated Missouri's recent stroke of good fortune in the reproductive rights realm may have to do with the intervention from fiery underworld. He writes that the challenges from the Satanists to Missouri's abortion laws began two years ago when a pregnant member of the Satanic Temple from rural Missouri called Mary Doe tried to use a religious waiver to become exempt from two of the state's abortion laws. One of these laws requires patients to look at anti-abortion literature. The, the other uh, requires a 72-hour waiting period between a patient's first consult with the doctor and her second appointment. But let's not forget that Satanism has, in fact, a millennial history of association with child sacrifice, rendering the temple's strong financial, ethical, and moral support of abortion, the effective sacrifice of an innocent child, often for the sake of personal convenience and of 
uh, and the God of self, a natural activity for this disturbing, despicable, and disgusting sect. My point is, the devil is among us and is operating in overtime. The Bible says the only way to overcome the devil is through prayer and fasting. So it's la- with that, let's pray. Dear God, um, please uh, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and make us your instruments in the fight against the evil one. Open our eyes so that we realize that as we were baptized into Jesus Christ, we were baptized into his death, that we were buried with him through baptism and death, and that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we will walk in the newness of life. We pray you, O Lord, let every airy and invisible demon withdraw itself from us and let not a demon of darkness conceal himself in our hearts Neither let an evil spirit bringing obscurity of purpose and rebellious thoughts. We pray for your mercy, wisdom, and strength to continue fighting your fight so that we may one day rest with your eternal with you in eternal salvation. We also pray for the safety of the firefighters and fa- families affected by the recent fires and ask that you smite those who are purposely causing them. Amen. 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 <laughs> you know, it's, it's like we have our own mini Sodom Gomorrah here on the west side. I noticed it's all in the blue states. That's yeah. not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, I have a question. Um, have you ever felt the presence of the devil around you? Oh, you know what? Hillary Clinton and liberals is definitely on that list of evil for me. So, you know, I think I feel the devil, and maybe it's a little different and maybe a little hippy-dippy, but whenever I start questioning mm-hmm. myself or I start questioning how I'm raising my kids or I start questioning my beliefs and how I want to live my life and raise my children, you know, all that stuff. But I also know that I can say no. You know, family, I know you wouldn't have asked me on the show right. if I was willing to listen to the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that you know that I'm strong in my beliefs, as are all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think the devil gets us in those weird little ways. It's tricky. He's a trickster. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, he wants us to um, struggle with our insecurities yes. and self-doubt. And it's easy to fall into that trap. But we always have to remember that God has a plan for us and he will never, ever give us more than, than we can handle. Yeah. And it's yeah. just that we have to remember that. What about you, Todd? Have you ever felt the presence of the devil? All the time. That's why my mon- my mantra is, or mantra is, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today, That's a good Satan. one. Not today, Satan. Not, not today. today. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that. I know. I, I love that, too. I know. I know we really need catchy. shirts like that. I know. We need to make Or maybe masks. Oh, not today, Satan. Yeah, masks. Yeah. Todd, you should have a mask that says that. Mask up, suckers. <laughs> I'd rock it. Not today, liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Satan will be scared of us. You know, it's pre- you know it's pretty evil? Have you ever been lactose intolerant and had ice cream and that feeling oh, no. your stomach gets after? That's that's the presence of the devil. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah. Yes, yes. I love ice cream. I'm sorry. Right. I cannot that, relate to that. Is that like eternal damnation? <laughs> yeah, that, that's my eternal damnation. <laughs> that is your version of eternal damnation. Right. I'll still eat the dang ice cream. <laughs> Well, that about does it for tonight. Remember, no topic is off the table. This is Pamela Ramos signing out. Good night and God bless. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Have a good one. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear on Pamela and Friends. To learn more about Pamela Ramos, how to be a guest or sponsor on the show, visit familaandfriends.com. Tune in at this same time every week for more Family and Friends on The Answer San Diego.